0: Do you know why the business sort of didn't take off? Right. But now looking back, I know because um, in terms of the logistics, the supplier management, uh, customer service, and all the other aspects behind e-commerce, uh, running a be- e-commerce business, it wasn't optimized. Right. So then right. there were mu- not much profits for me to make. Okay. Then after like one year, I broke even, I just left. Okay. Yeah.
1: Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Mind Your Business SG. As always, you know, thank you for listening in and increasing your entrep- entrepreneurship knowledge. Sorry, Ash, tongue twisters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Mind Your Business SG itself is yeah. a tongue twister. You try to say that 5 times fast. <laughs> okay. So, of course, you know, we have Ash here. And Tamit, that's me. And we have our lovely guest today. His name is Daryl. And he is from Renown and Hoseiki. He's the founder of Renown and Hoseiki. And of course, we'll let him introduce his companies a little bit more. But just to let you know that Renown is a performance marketing agency. And Hoseiki is an e-commerce brand. Yep. So, Daryl, welcome to the show.
2: All right. So, is separate businesses, right? Yeah, it's a yes. separate business. Yeah. 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 Right. So, so so as usual, Daryl, would you like to uh, take us back to the start of the journey? At which point did you feel that, you know, you want to start to become an entrepreneur instead of following the typical nine to five?
0: I think um, I didn't realize I wanted to do it. Okay. I didn't seek out to do like businesses and all that. I started, I think when I was, I think 18 or 19, I was flying to like Bali for like flare bartending competitions. Oh, wow. And then uh, one of the guys there told me it's hard to get some of the bartending equipments here in uh, Bali. Okay. And then I saw that uh, there was actually they were able to pay like much higher than what I could get it for in Singapore. Right. So whenever I fly there for competitions, I will pack like I don't know, uh, maybe a hundred different um, uh, shaker tins. Okay. Right. Wow. And then sell it uh, to them uh, at a the markup when I fly right, to Bali. Right, right. So that basically covered my cost of the flight. Wow, oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> so
2: it's a, it was a accidental discovery of business. Yeah, sort right. of flipping
0: stuff at the start, right, right, right. right. And then um, over time, did pretty well for uh, bartending. Right. I saw like an opportunity in the catering business space. Okay. So I started uh, something that I feel I could do better in in the catering business. Okay. And then that slowly transitioned into making, uh, taking the Bespoke Cocktail experience, which was like trending up and upcoming back in, I think, 2008 or 2018, 2018
2: or 2017. Right. That's and when the, uh, 28 Hong Kong Street was super famous, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. And then I thought, hey, why nobody's doing that online and right. uh, doing that e- with e-commerce. So I started my own Wix website. Okay. Um, mix my own cocktails and advertise that uh, using Instagram and Facebook right, ads. Right, right. Yeah, so that was my first um sort of business, I would say. Right, right. Yeah, and
2: it was based on passion, like because you had a passion for bartending. Yeah, correct. When correct. when did this passion start? Like. Uh, I, is this I think, something that you accidentally found again or yeah I, I sounds like so. underage drinking <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so I think uh, in secondary school I was working uh, part-time jobs uh, right. as banquet staff at like RWS okay. okay okay. and then one day the manager or, or agent told me um, oh sorry uh, we've um, fully utilised like all, all the stuff needed for the banquet okay uh, would you like to work at Hard Rock uh cafe or Harro Hotel there instead. Right. Then that was my first uh experience with uh bars and bartending. Okay. I was like seventeen at that point in time. Okay. So I did I was like helping back behind the bar, cutting fruits and all that, but not really serving cocktails. Right. And then over time uh they taught me uh behind the behind the scenes when there was no customer, fell in love with it.
2: Right. Well and what what aspect of bartending? <laughs> like for me I love bartending but the aspect is the drinking part, right? You love the drinking, <laughs> yeah, not the bartending. But it's the whole journey you are, right? No, <laughs> sure. Which, which aspect of it did you, did you fall in love with like for uh, bartending?
0: I think back then was, uh, I think mixing of different like Concoctions and then right. making a very easy to drink right. alcoholic uh, beverage. Also the flare part, I think. Okay. Throwing um,
1: bottles yeah, and <laughs> there, putting on
0: a yeah. little bit of a show. Right.
1: I think it was quite uh, okay. new okay. concept to me. No, I gotta ask, like, are, are you like proficient in all the tricks? I Tossing, see I, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I joined several competitions oh, and wow. I think uh, managed to win uh, the Singapore. Flair Parting Wow! in yeah, 2017. Oh, That's God why nice. in 2018, I was I used this sort of credibility to uh, start
2: some catering or online yeah, business. Okay, so yeah. right,
1: okay. I, I had no idea that there's such competitions in Singapore,
2: actually. Yeah, I, I thought... It, I mean, probably we're not in the... That in that in are, that scene, yeah, yeah. Scene, right? Now yeah. it's not
0: that popular anymore mm. because it's more towards mixology and cocktail. What, what, what would yeah, be the difference? Yeah, what's between, the
2: difference between, between the, the two? Bartending and mixology.
0: Uh, bartending is more like uh putting on a show with okay. uh you flipping cups, throwing mm. bottles, right? Um, but with mixology is all about like uh it's like a liquid chef, right? So right, more right. towards the drink itself rather than putting on a show. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. So this point during when you were, you know, doing the banquet and all that, was was there ever a point in time when you said, like, I want to be an entrepreneur? Or was it just a, okay, I'm doing this, I enjoy it, I'm passionate about it. And then, so it uh, happened that the flipping the bottle came along. Was was it that, that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or it happened al- along the way?
0: Oh, yeah, it happened along the way. Right. I thought I was going to be like a flat bartending, uh, bartender for life or something. Right. And then mm. over time it changed, yeah.
2: So when you took that leap to, you know, when you bought the first hundred, yeah, right, you're not scared, man. You're not gonna make money.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, at that point probably I had to take some risk, right. But right. like I think maybe I started smaller a bit, okay. Like fifty, but uh, shaker tins. Slowly, uh, as I make more trips, right. I increase the order vo- volume. Okay. Yeah. Once okay. I trusted the guy from Bali. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. How, how often were you flying to Bali at that point?
0: I think total of three times before uh the customs check. On my yeah. in my luggage. Oh yeah. wait, so so
2: yeah. you're doing it illegally at first? <laughs> yeah, I see. Okay, right. Then yeah. they see
1: like what a hundred what shaker right. tins. So like, hey, there. what was what this guy up to? <laughs> yeah, they, I think you? they were gonna text
0: me. I say, oh no, this is just a gift. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: This was a, at Bali side, Right. Yeah,
0: and then after that, uh, I stopped doing. Okay. The <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, right, How much <laughs> do these um, shaker tins go for? Actually, I think, uh, I
0: t- got them from USA. I think for like four or five dollars, mm-hmm. Singapore dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. And then I sold to uh, Bali, the Bali guy for like uh, eight on like, yeah, around eight dollars, ten dollars right, a piece. Right, right. Uh, so it's five
2: dollars, mm-hmm. hundred, you're, you're covering your cost of your flight, yeah. having a good time. Nice, okay. So then that's when you decided that you want to start something for yourself. Was there anyone who came and influenced you, or was it purely your own, in your own head before oh, the uh,
0: I think um, during that time I was in NS as a clerk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just work nine to five in front of the computer. Sometimes there's nothing else to do once you finish right, the task. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And then uh, I had a friend who was like an uh, avid reader. And okay. he was uh, reading books like the... He was very into Gary Vee and all entrepreneurship okay. and all that. And then I was like, okay, hey, uh, I'm quite bored in. Uh, okay. uh, uh, once I finish my work. So uh, I w- went to buy an ebook. Okay. a Kindle ebook and then I downloaded the... Uh, Gary Vee's book. Mm-hmm. I forgot what book it was. Yeah, okay. but back in 2017, maybe Jack Jack White book or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, then I fol- I follow Gary Vee, and then slowly get to uh, know about marketing, uh, business, and all right, this, right, right, right. That sort of stuff. So
2: you you would say that Gary Vee was very influential in in your entrepreneurship journey at the point. Yeah, um, and I think
0: the main book was uh, Blue Ocean Strategy. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, I've right. heard I of read, this. It's right. been
2: recommended on our podcast a couple of action. times. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I read that book uh, doing NS as well.
2: The yeah. looking the other direction, right? Where everyone's looking in one direction, yeah, looking I think the other direction, yeah. yeah. right? Yeah. So at that point, uh, you had some idea that you want to go into entrepreneurship. Um, you're interested, you're excited to do it. What made you choose the catering business? Why not something else? Was oh. there a gap in the market that you identified? Was it passion that you were chasing?
0: Yeah, I think um it's similar to how I flipped the cups. I saw like some sort of demand there. Okay. Then I thought I could uh, fulfill that uh, with right. the existing skill set that I have. Okay. Then and then I just proceeded to do but it. But how do how do you
2: how do you justify this demand? Like were you doing like proper <laughs> research or was it just based on I got Fifty friends who are alcoholics. I think they were. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Or was it uh like you properly went to like try to find some evidence that you know there's this demand that is lacking. Uh,
0: back then, not really. I just basically off gut feel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. And um also because I was a bartender, so occasionally I get caught for events, catering right. events with uh, that requires bartender. Okay. So I've worked in uh k- with caterers, so I saw that eh? uh their standard I feel I can do better. Okay. So then I, I went to
2: do that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. So the first ever business that you actually started was this catering business? Yeah.
0: I think uh very quickly transform transition transitioned into an e-commerce business.
2: Ah yeah. okay. What, what what was it mainly focused on at that point? I
0: think mainly focused on selling cocktails online. Okay. Yeah. What was the brand? Uh, it's called F-L-A-I-V-O-R. Okay. Yeah. I think the Instagram is still there, but the website is not there anymore. Okay. Yeah. So
2: it's it's no longer in the picture anymore? The, uh, yeah, it's not no uh, longer after okay.
0: a year because um Auni was good at doing the website, the marketing, the cocktail. Um uh, but uh after like all the experiences I have now, thinking looking back, right, I didn't know why I was mi- I didn't know why the business sort of didn't take off. Right. right? but now looking back i know because um in terms of the logistics the supplier management uh customer service and all the other aspects behind e-commerce uh, running e be- e-commerce business it wasn't optimized right, so then right. there were mu- not much profits for me to make okay. and Then after like one year i broke even i just left okay yeah okay it was right. quite a tough business because uh i didn't know what i didn't know yeah yeah,
2: yeah. was it painful to leave the business
0: um uh, not really. Okay. Yeah, but it was painful to leave uh flair bartending because I was really passionate about that. Right. Uh, right and right, then right. because I couldn't be in Singapore, you have to earn money, right? So, yeah. um, because I couldn't be uh in the top uh three in the world, I basically had no chance to make money. Flair bartending, so I left it. Okay. Yeah.
2: So so this was concurrent while while you were leaving flair b- bartending, you also decided to shut down. The cocktail business, yeah, similar okay. time. Okay, yeah. right. When,
1: right. When you said catering, I was thinking like food catering. Let's like, let's say for like birthday parties or something like that. Is that something that you were doing? Or, oh. oh yeah. Uh,
0: and for weddings, they had like um, cocktails. Yeah, cocktails and all that. Yep. Right, right,
2: right.
1: right. Yeah, so I've seen a you did both the food and the no, co- no, just, just uh, the drinks, just yeah. the drinks. Yeah, right. that makes right. more yeah. sense now. Right, mm-hmm.
2: but it was quite a premium, right? You you charged quite a premium, like for for wedding and birthday, you know, to Yeah, have uh,
0: yeah the catering didn't really do well, so <laughs> I transitioned to e-commerce okay. and it did uh, much better and then I was able to break even with that and then, yeah. Right, right, right. Could so
2: you, how long was the catering for actually? I don't know, one, two months. I stopped is doing it? that, yeah. Right. And it's a lot more tedious, right? Like, physically, like, Service-wise, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I uh,
0: noticed it was quite hard to do during that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because uh, I didn't have much uh capital to work with, right, right. And You right. need uh like a, to stock up a For lot of alcohol, right, yeah. and then the portable bar, okay. And you have to get a driver to bring everything down there, okay. Yeah. Right,
1: the logistics was difficult, yeah, even were you, more were difficult. Were you doing
0: this
2: alone,
0: yeah, doing this. Alone.
2: There was no point where you thought like maybe I could bring on an investor to, you know, oh yeah.
0: Use the time I felt this um, idea of the bespoke cocktail online, selling online was so unique. Right. I, th- I thought to myself, <laughs> and I, okay, because it was my first business, I thought if I, I shouldn't share this. Right. Otherwise, it will be like, oh, they'll steal my idea and right, this right, and that. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. But then over time, I realized, actually, even if you share ideas, nobody else has the time to do it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: I think it's yeah. a common misconception.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of uh, people try to guard their secrets and you yeah, know, but ideas. I think, but I think yeah. that's
2: how we are brought up, right? Because, you know, going back to like early Chalu when we are in exams and all that, right? Yeah. Like you're forced to cover your answers, like you yeah. people to cheat. Yeah, and don't copy my homework, yeah, so you know? You're, you're brought up with this <laughs> idea that if I have an idea and I share with you my idea, you're going to steal it. Confirm yeah. one, right? Yeah, that's interesting. So <laughs> while this business, this e-commerce uh, bartending business was running, right? It broke even for you. That means you knew that, that there was some traction gaining. Yeah. What made you want to still leave, leave it?
0: I think there was too much work involved for the amount of profits I
2: was making. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you were not maximizing a lot of the other functions of the business.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. Could you share a bit more about how an online cocktail business works? I'm still having some trouble understanding that.
0: Customize it uh depending on how they uh want the cocktail to be. So it's basically like uh when you go to a bar, uh you tell the bartender, okay, I like uh sp- certain spirits let's say whiskey right and then uh i like it to be maybe sweet and sour a little bit uh spirit forward whatever that is okay um then i code all these functions as an option on the website so after right. one sku the first one is yeah. choose your alcohol gin vodka, rum tequila and then second one is choose your flavor profile right. uh, sweet right. sour fruity floral Etc. And then okay. they can just check out. Um, I think I added a function uh, for like, uh, is this for a certain occasion? What message do you want to put on it? Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And then I bought the bottles from, you know, some uh, random right. hardware shop or what. And then <laughs> buy uh, stickers, pr- uh, printing stickers, printing at home, uh, designed the uh, label myself. Right. And did the delivery myself. Okay. Which was the worst part. Yeah, so sorry. yeah,
2: that that would have really weighed on you because yeah. you're doing too many yeah. and almost everything of the business. Yeah, right. So, so how did the sorry? Just how
1: did the customer receive it? So it's a, is it chilled or they yeah. would have to chill it and then yeah, yeah I
0: mixed it and then pour it into a, like a 750 ml bottle. So mm. it makes like a couple. I think you can pour like you know, three or four, different uh glasses from 750 ml. Right. Yeah. So, okay. the
1: target customer is, is it like people who want to receive gifts or like it's a gifting service? Yeah. yeah
0: at first, my thought was to, okay, uh, party goers, right. uh, you want to pre drink and all that, uh, uh, home parties. But over time, it became a like, gift, more gifting yeah, yeah. And go- I actually
2: received one of these gifts right. from this company, I think called uh, Labia. So, it's L A B I. Sounds like Lebi, dude. Yeah. So, it's (laughs) like customized cocktail set and then like... Okay, with your name and like a... Not really with my name, like it's with the brand and all that. It's five bottles in a set. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think someone sent it to me during COVID for my birthday. Yeah, this
0: uh, idea really took off in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, uh, I think, two years earlier. Right. Or Mm -hmm. one year earlier. Mm -hmm. That's interesting
2: (laughs) because your mm -hmm. business would have prospered in in COVID, right? Because everybody (laughs) couldn't leave the house and like getting a a bar-level cocktail delivered to my house, like, it would have been interesting, right? right? So, so looking
1: back from, like now, and looking back, right, with the experience you've gained, what do you think could have been done better in that business? Uh, I think, first of all, I shouldn't have
0: kept the idea to myself. Mm. I probably should have worked with the existing bars that had like, bartender and all the, uh, equipment And then I will do The brokering Sort of uh, By bringing in The online sales Right to, Through the ads And all that And then let them Handle the
1: Fulfillment right. side Okay yeah. Right Okay, because the delivery was a massive pain point yeah. for you, right? Yeah. Especially as a solopreneur. Yeah, exactly. And um, the alcohol that I buy was
0: not um, wholesale price. I think bars they usually get much right. at it much cheaper rate. Right.
1: Right. So that that's that that's the supplier management portion. Yeah. yeah you mentioned then early. you can have more profits through right. that. Yeah. So
2: at this point, you, you technically the business has failed. Yeah. Right? Uh, you have decided that you know what I've broken even, way better than most businesses where I make a loss. I'm leaving. Right. So at that point, what is the next step? Like, what was the conversations you were having with yourself?
1: Were right. you sad, disappointed? or?
0: Yeah, I think I was definitely a little bit disappointed mm-hmm. because I put in a lot of work. I got all my friends to help me, uh, my sister to help me. And um, after that, because I studied real estate in uh, poly near okay. Poly, I got a cert so I can become a uh, agent. Right. Then my dad was a property agent who wanted all our... Uh, brothers and sisters to join him, right? Because so, it's
2: easier, right? He has a network already. You all just have to take yeah. over. Yeah.
0: Then my two sisters didn't like the idea at all. Okay. So I thought I'm the last one really. Okay. So might as well give it a shot. I right. give him a chance. Right. Yeah. I I didn't like the industry at all. Okay. Uh, I didn't like uh selling real estate, but I went in for six months anyway. And during that time, I think I managed to see uh, a demand for my even though uh, at that time was a very minimal skill set, like okay. a limited skill set of marketing and okay. advertising. Right. I managed to teach a few uh, agents how to do that, okay. Uh, uh, branding themselves and all that to differentiate themselves from the market. And then I thought, hey, actually, yeah, even though I have limited skills, people are still coming to right, me asking me questions. And I managed to do a few freelance projects from okay. there because uh, as a young agent, I didn't have connections. I didn't immediately strike it big. Then I thought in order to survive, right, I have to... Find some other... Yeah, get a part-time job or what. Then I freelance for these other agents who have some money to spend on advertising or websites and all that. Okay. And then after I leave uh, real estate, I went to uh, start an agency helping other businesses do marketing.
2: So so during that period, like when you were uh, in the real estate itself, the majority of the marketing and advertising that you were doing for property, was for property agents. Yeah. Right. What what was, what were you doing that was making them stand out? Like, when we talk about the advertising and marketing space?
0: Um, I think that time, uh, hashtags were quite popular. Okay. And they were posting quite frequently uh, on socials. So, uh, one thing I taught them is to create their own hashtags. Right. Um, uh, use their unique selling point of uh, their their niche or how fast they were able to sell or how well they negotiated uh, into the hashtag into a tagline or a brand identity for them
2: I think it's quite interesting you brought up this unique selling point right? because even for us when we're in the insurance industry we always talk about the unique selling point but the the main question that always comes up is how do I know my unique selling point there's no clearly defined like framework for you to find it out I answer like 15 questions then come out, oh, this is my unique selling point you know like how do you guide someone to find their own unique selling point usually?
0: I had a deck that I taught a whole like maybe 20 over agents that time. Oh, right. Like the branding okay. deck. and then there was a few questions but off the top of my head right now, I cannot remember right, any right, of them. Right, yeah. Right. yeah,
2: so there were a couple of questions but at the end of the day, it's still not as um, uh, fixed as, you know, black and white. Like this is going to be your unique selling point for sure. There are things that you can change about it, right? Yeah. 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 So
1: I've, I've heard this advice. if If people are, Going to you for a certain thing, right? And you you find yourself giving advice about a certain area of the business. The more you do that, that's I think a good sign that hey, people are coming to me for this advice. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so which, which is what happened we, to you? So the,
2: so right. if I can I can turn the tables right and yeah. ask you, why were these agents coming to you? Like, what was your unique selling point at that at that point? Um, at that point, probably I
0: spent my own money. Okay. Uh, to run my own ads, right, and got results for my business, okay, and then I was able to also uh, create websites on my own, mm. and uh, through that, I think they saw like, eh, hey, this. I mean, also I was young, so right, they were like much older. They were like, okay, young people, they definitely know socials. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I mean, young is a unique selling point, right? Yeah, De- definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. I think even for people who are uh, running TikTok right. stuff now, like. Hey, I will definitely go and look for a young person to yeah. see, hey, learn from them, what are the trends and all that. Because yeah, for sure. I'm from the Instagram, Facebook era. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Coming up next week on Mind Your Business. Okay. So I saw their ads were only targeting uh, the, uh, the Instagram platform. And then based on uh, what I had, my ex- limited experience uh, with my own brand, I saw that actually Facebook was able to bring in more sales than Instagram. Oh, that's interesting. So, I expanded their targeting to include Facebook ads. Okay. And also um, included uh, multiple different formats and mm. um, variations to their ads. Okay. So, yeah, they were like running $1,000 on just like two variations. Right. So, then I increased that to like uh, five or six different variations okay. because uh, every consumer is different. Right. They, the, f- the way they uh, feedback. Uh, the way they react to each ad is different. Hey, this is Daryl and
1: you're listening to the Mind Your Business SG podcast. Thank you for joining us this time. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on Spotify to get a new insightful episode every week. The Mind Your Business SG podcast is hosted by Ashwin Prakash and Tamit Nassif. Thank you to Naim Lutfi for our intro music. And if you've enjoyed our show, consider rating us. It will help us grow the show and make the future episodes that much better. Have a question for Ash or me? Head over to our Instagram page at mindyourbusinesssg and ask away. We read every submission and we might just answer yours in a future episode. If you'd like to support us personally, you can reach out to Ash for your finance needs and myself for any creative business solutions.
0: We'll see you soon.